Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Dirt roads to rock crawling. Two buck chuck to screaming eagle. Moonshine to 50 year old single ball. We talk about it all here on Wheelin' Wine and Whiskey. With your hosts, Jason and Chris. Welcome to Wheeling Wine and Whiskey, episode Trace number 13. I'm Jason, and sitting across from me in the studio this fine Friday evening is Chris. I'm Chris, here. how the hell are you? I'm doing very well. It's lucky 13 for you. Oh, lucky 13 for me? All right. Episode, Why is that? Because I, we got to think positive. My and friend. Lorenzo is in the studio this evening. That ass came in to visit us. I'm a little worried about him. He's very quiet. You notice he hasn't blinked. He hasn't blinked. He is. He would win in a staring contest, wouldn't he? <laughs> I think he's on meth. Uh, he might be meffed up. I don't know. All uh, right. We'll have to do so here we are, 13. Um, we should probably start by giving a, a shout out to uh, some emails that we received, Chris. Yes, sir. Uh, we received a, a, a couple emails this week, we which uh, we love emails. So um, listener feedback is a good thing. <laughs> it is a good thing. And uh, we got a very uh, in-depth uh, email from the Sherpa. We got to give a shout out to the Sherpa and, and in the, uh, what do you call that? The, uh, regarding line. Right. <laughs> yeah. He, he warned subject. us read only uh, subject line. Yes. Read only if buzzed or bored. So right there, <laughs> he had my attention. Exactly. And, uh, uh, the Sherpa, aka, uh, I call him Timmy. Timmy. South Park here, and I I think he is a South Park character. Might be. He went into the he he just laid it all out there. I love it. I love his sarcasm. Yep. Um. I love. Uh. He called us the Booze Brothers. Yeah, I'm not sure how to respond to that. No, that's a good thing. I'll take that as a compliment. Absolutely. Because there's the Blues Brothers that were great. <laughs> that's right. So the Booze Brothers have to be second to them. Jake and Elwood. Uh. But he <laughs> he started ripping us for the uh, the Jeep Alphabet. Right. You know, the CJ, YJ, TJ, JK, JL, JT, XJ, ZJ goes on and on, right? I mean, it goes on. I don't know. I don't remember that Jeep. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, he, he, he accused us of not knowing the Jeep alphabet. And I honestly don't know the Jeep alphabet, nor do I care to. All I know is that CJ's rock. That's what I know. 
Any yes, Jeep rocks, but all I need to know is about the CJ, because that's what's in my garage. What's yours? Yours is technically a YJ, Chris? Mine is a YJ. Now, yes, is sir. it a, a, a YJ uh, RU, like YJ no. Rubicon Unlimited no, or anything? No, no, no. It's just a YJ, but it, it's got, you know, it's got lockers front and rear, so it's a Rubicon YJ, yeah. Well, sure. yeah, it's been on the Rubicon, right? It, it has. Okay, so we're going to call it a uh, YJRU. It's been on Ford Ice, absolutely. It's, it has, yeah. So... Anyways, and then he goes on. He he kind of rips you about your uh, Vader, Darth Vader thing here. Well, yeah. Uh, but then he he does promote you to. He is in in my court of you buying uh, our friend's rig and and being done with it and getting back out on the trails because he called me the Lone Ranger because <laughs> yeah. I'm the only one that wheels and wheeling wine and whiskey. Well, I'm here. gonna start just wheeling my junk until it breaks. You I think should. That's what I'm you should do. just get it out there and send it, like we talked just, about. I'm just gonna send. And then it. you're gonna break it, but then you can't sell it for as much. You really need I'll to sell it. your shit. You I'll need to put it, it online this weekend. You know, if, uh, if it's broken, it gives me a real good reason to. Upgrade. Well, I know, but you're. You, well, yeah, but then you're gonna spend buku dollars. We're gonna go down this road again. Uh, you know, I don't want to talk about. No, let's uh, see. Not, you I'm already know what you need to do. I'm you did drunk. initiate the uh, uh, phone call to our friend. I did. And you talked some numbers. I did. And they were very good numbers, in my opinion. Yeah. Very realistic. And they you were, were. supposed to uh, kind of write up the, the sheet, the uh, sell sheet on your rig. Did you do that? I didn't get to that. Oh, you didn't get to that. Right. It was a busy week for <laughs> you. You stupid. had some shit go down That's again. Stupid. Work is stupid. You know what? I, I We all, all of us just, we all need to stop working. Well, that and would just, be a great and thing. And just play and wheel all the time. Well, that would be great. And but- drink. But, but just don't drive. Don't drink and drive. Um, so ever. So <laughs> so you've got uh, you you initiated the conversation. So I did. So you did start trekking down that road at least. I'm going to give you credit for that. Well, I did, and you know, honestly, I don't know that it's going to happen because my wife and I are endeavoring to do some other things and uh, that are expensive. One of his one of those items is to redo our backyard completely. Well, I know a, I, I know a good landscaper. Do you? I do. Well, then uh, we're gonna have but, to. We're gonna but have they're to, expensive. We're gonna have to coordinate. Well, you know the other this guy we talked to is also expensive. Yes, so, they're all expensive, they're, and they're all people. They're all backed up. People don't. Everybody's everybody's busy in the Bay Area. Uh, the economy's still rolling along, and people are spending money. and And to create your outdoor space, that's the great thing about where we live. And like I said before, I call our property taxes the weather tax because right. um, we get to we get to enjoy our outside as an extension of our uh, house, right? So the Absolutely. backyard, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with outdoor kitchens and uh, water features, fire, fire pits, pits uh-huh. and uh, you know, living areas, building outdoor living bocce rooms courts. and stuff. Bocce, oh God, yeah, bocce We're courts. We're talking about putting if a bocce court some, in. Well, you got some real estate over there. I, have, I don't I have, have room for land. a bocce court. I've got an RV pad. Yeah, I could turn it. In, maybe I, I could turn I it into a a bocce court slash RV pad. Bocce pad? Yeah, bocce <laughs> bocce pad. I don't know. Anyways, um, we all just need. Yeah, to Yeah, so out of no, you you really you 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 know what you need to do. I know what I need to do. You know you know you need the, to make the, that purchase, the, and you know you need to sell your Jeep. But I, so you could be out with us on Sierra Trek next weekend. I I think we should Ooh. talk to our buddy 
and say, hey, we need a trial run on Ford Ice to see if the vehicle is capable. And you could bring it up with us to Sierra Trek. Break his shit on the trail? No, don't break it. You're not going to break it. You you drive uh, drive well. I'm so conservative driver. Uh, you are a very conservative driver. Old man, uh, four-wheeler, much which, as which myself. Is, there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with that. I drive very conservatively for what I, I could do. Just going to send it. I, 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 I don't like to work on my shit. I uh, like to... Yeah, I, what your garage... I like to enjoy the shop here dictates something totally different well i got a lot of shit <laughs> apart right now we're trying to get together tomorrow is going to be a very busy day and sunday i hope to have everything completed and driving the buggy around the block on sunday well let's talk about get that. ready for uh we should what do you got going on so with that? um Cause, cause we're getting ready for sierra we trek. are getting ready for the actual cal four wheel sierra trek um i'm bringing a rig are you bringing a rig chris i am not gonna oh, bring okay a rig. I'm so gonna go i to party I yeah, and it is a good party, and that's it. Even if you didn't sign up, you should come up. Maybe I shouldn't promote this yeah, over the air, not. but you should come <laughs> up. It's a it's uh, there's a PG&E camp that you technically have to pay for while you're there, mm-hmm. but um, you know you should come up and hang out and buy the entertainment, um, you know, armband so that you could be in camp and participate. Right. Even if you don't participate in the food and everything else, but you're supporting Cal Four Wheel, you can check out the event. You can do the see bar, what it's all about. You can get to the raffle. Exactly. You can buy raffle tickets. You can buy stuff at the bar and support Cal Cal Four Wheel that way. But um, and they may have a limited number of food tickets available if you get there Thursday uh, or early early Friday. Right. Usually That's what they're I did sold last out year. by then. Yeah. So. Anyways, I'm getting the buggy ready because that's what I bought the buggy for was for Ford Ice because all these buggies started running Ford Ice and digging out some huge holes that my uh, my little CJ was, uh, uh, I wouldn't say getting stuck in, but it was extra challenging, even with 38s and short wheelbase, well, the trail is, wheelbase. The trail has dramatically changed since I ran it in 2011. It's It's gotten pretty gnarly. It's gotten wicked hard. Like I, uh, I just uh, put out on Instagram it, uh, to uh, comment there. Um, it, it makes the Rubicon look like a gravel road, and the Rubicon is tough this year. Even Jason Shear mentioned that the Rubicon was tough this year. He ran it uh, last weekend at the the Jeepers Jamboree. Uh, we're going off on many topics here, but uh, yeah, the Jeepers Jamboree last weekend. And um, had a, uh, you know, Campbell was out there, uh, Jason right. Shear. Um, that sounds like a lot of fun. We oh, need yeah. to go to that next year, Chris, <laughs> to represent Wheeling Wine and Whiskey. But I'm uh. getting off on tangent. So, um, yeah, so the buggy, I just had the drive lines uh, totally gone through right. and rebuilt. Um, new joints, uh, you know, I got some double cardan joints in there and stuff. And, uh uh, our good buddy down there, uh, Steve at South Bay Driveline, hooked me up, and right. I'm gonna I'm gonna post a picture. He hooked me up with his uh, patented uh, American flag driveline paint scheme. They're beautiful shafts, and I I love America, and I'm I'm proudly representing uh, red, white, and blue on my drive shafts now. Um, and, uh, Steve is a, a, a wine foodie as well as us. And, uh, uh, I got him turned on to our podcast. Oh, good. Yeah. So, uh, he said he's going to stalk us now. Oh, sh- so we'll see how that goes. So there's a strange truck sitting out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so Steve, if you're listening, uh, thank you for, for 
taking care of my drive shafts. I, uh, you, you took care of me many years ago on my CJ. I've had those drive shafts rebuilt uh, probably three times in those uh, 30 years of wheeling. And uh, uh, looking forward to the buggy performing well. And uh, you support our Ultra 4 teams from the Mad Hatters, uh, Art and uh, Josh. Uh, so that's cool. I so mean, I'm not an Ultra 4 car, but uh, you built the front drive line on my Jeep, too. So. Yeah, see? I mean, anybody, uh, I mean, he's got people far and wide coming in. Uh, he is a true hands-on, him and his son, his wife's involved. It's a total family American business. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, he's out there grinding it out every day and uh, making it happen. And that's I love to support businesses like that. And uh, and he has fun doing it. You bet. And uh, he has some good posts on uh, Instagram. South Bay Driveline. Check it out. Uh, we're not sponsored by them yet, but maybe we will be. I don't know. Someday. That'd be awesome. I got some stickers from him. I gave him some wine. Yeah. You know, good guy. Love to support businesses like that. Like I said, our, our podcast, uh, uh, we don't have many sponsors uh, yet, but we're we're building our brand. Right, we're, Chris? We're, <laughs> We're working on our logo, it's dirtbag clothing. It's all grassroots, man. Yeah, it is grassroots. We we printed up some business cards that we're going to pass out at Trek. That's right. So that'll be good. Uh, so then uh, uh, the other shout out is to uh, Jeff Howe, H O W E, right. Howe Power Steering. He's down in Southern California. Spoke to him last week, and uh, he pointed me in the right direction with my steering uh, full hydro woes that I was having on the buggy. Yeah, on the buggy. And so I got all the material and parts, uh, and I actually posted on uh, Instagram uh, the new pump and mm-hmm. reservoir with filter. Sure. I just picked up various fittings and hoses today. Uh, so I'm going to get that plumbed in. Fingers crossed everything will be working tomorrow night, and I'll be driving around the neighborhood in the buggy uh, raising holy hell. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, not too much because I don't want to burn out my stickies on the street because I got I'm fully <laughs> locked front and rear and it 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 makes a lot of ruckus with the motor and uh, uh you know fully locked on the street but uh, it, it it's a hoot. My neighbors just shake their head when I drive by. Oh, he's doing it. He's at what it again. What the hell is this guy up to on the corner again? I've got neighbors in my in my uh, well neighborhood. That are into dirt bikes. Oh yeah, and they are racing around. Oh, they, the they, yeah. I had kids racing up and down the street, and I'm giving them, you know, the fist pump and high five and uh, <laughs> and thumbs up as they're riding by because uh, that's exactly what I was doing when I was a kid. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, talking about dry shafts, let me let me drop a little knowledge on you, if I, I if oh, I may, Chris. Hold on. May oh what? So we're going to school. We're going to school. Right. Well, I don't want to make it. School sounds like not fun. Oh, okay. Let's, this is this is fun. All right, bring it on. Okay. All right. So, uh, first of all, the U joint. Huge joint. This is a standard U joint. Did you say is, huge joint? No, U joint. U joint. Oh. U. Oh. U is in Ulysses. Gotcha. Okay. So I, th- I thought I thought U is in you're a jackass. Huge joint. No, U joint was invented by <laughs> Robert Hook, and that's H O O K E Hook, Robert Hook. Um, okay. So it was actually originally designed for a, a gimbal, and um, gimbal, yeah, the early years. But let me let me go into the double cardan, and and Steve actually prompted this at at South Bay Driveline, and um, 
So his name is Gerlamo Cardano. Yeah. There's my Italian coming out. Gerlano Cardano. All right, check this out. Good old Wikipedia here. Based on Wikipedia, he was born September 24th. You ready? You sitting down, Chris? How does people know that in this day? Here we are, 2019. He was born September 24th, 1501. Had to be cave drawings. <laughs> 1501. He died... This is really amazing to me. He died September 21st, 1576. That made him 74 years old back in the day with no modern medicine. Is that when Mount Vesuvius blew up? I I guarantee it's the vino, (laughs) the wine in Italy. uh, And that's why you need to drink more wine. This guy lived 74 years old in in the the 15th century. Oh, my God. With okay, a, with so a huge joint in Mount Vesuvius. That's amazing. <laughs> so Chris has been drinking already. So uh Cardano. Cardano. He partially invented the combination lock. Back in that day, the combination like lock, all lock, of us, like on a locker. Yeah, like all of us had it in the locker in high school and rough, right? Yeah. And the gimbal. And it was consisting of three concentric rings, right? Allowing support of his compass and gyroscope, um, which gyroscope. in turn led gyroscope to... Gyroscope in 1500? Yeah. And it led to the Cardon shaft. The Cardon shaft. Okay. Um, with the universal joints that allows the transmission of rotary motion at various angles and is used in vehicles today. Hence, rock buggies. Rock buggies, off-road rigs, big diesel trucks. So thank you, Mr. Cardano from Italy, who invented that joint that allows us to wheel over large rocks. Wow. So there's your knowledge uh, for tonight. We won't turn it into the History Channel right now, but uh, be a quiz pretty the cool. The show. Yeah, there might be. There <laughs> might be. But anyways, kind of cool, huh? Yeah, that's really good information. So there you go. All right, so uh, hopefully Buggy will be uh, up and running this weekend, Chris, and then uh, we're we're packing for Sierra Trek. That's right, and I'm going to be your right seat. You are. You might even be in the driver's seat. We'll get you, uh, uh, you know, I'm heading gonna, down the trail, I'm gonna heading put a, up the I'm trail. I'm going to put a blindfold on if I'm driving. I will will not be in the passenger <laughs> seat. I have to get out. I couldn't be riding, but I don't know. I don't, well, you said no, the maybe thing drives itself. It really does. Like Stevie Wonder, right? It, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We might put it to the test with you. Nice. We'll take your glasses off and your propeller hat off and just let you uh, go and see what happens. Yeah, you'll just be screaming on the look for radio. Pitch, <laughs> look for pictures and video <laughs> video on the gram here. Nice. Uh, all right. Don't don't wreck my shit, man. I, I've put a lot of time and money into this uh, thing. I want it. <laughs> I've, got, I've got mad driving skills. You do. What's this button do? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this eject button. <laughs> Turbo. Um. All right, so Trek. So uh, let's talk about packing a little bit, and yes, not sir. just for. But Trek is a, a unique event because it is. Um, even if you don't have, if you're not towing, I mean, it's realistically an hour and fifteen hour and a half if you're not towing to civilization. You're remote stores, everything, yeah. right? You're remote. Uh, you can pop out into Truckee and and get parts uh, from the local Napa there. Yeah. If uh, um, Safeway food, 
It's uh, yeah. I mean, liquor as the store. Crow, as the crow flies, you're only what twenty miles from. Oh, as the Truckee. crow flies is nothing. That but, helicopter pilot said it took him like eight minutes from Truckee exactly, to get there. Exactly. I mean, it's nothing. But you got it. You've got to go up eighty nine. You're doing a horseshoe, and then you got to come back down. And I'll tell you what; those, as we all know, anybody that's ever been to Meadow Lake, those uh, that is ten miles from tr- uh, Jackson Meadows Road. Yep. Once you turn on to uh, 14 14.6, 14.7 miles from Truckee. Right. And then uh, then you're in on Jackson Meadows Road, 10. So about eight, eight. Isn't it eight? Uh, it's close to 10 miles. And then you make that left turn on Meadow Lake Road. And, and then, that's then 10 it gets miles. real. Yeah, because then you've got the about first seven, seven miles. The first seven miles are good. It's pretty good. And then that last three miles is a, is a ball buster. It's just holy hell. And this year, I guess, is pretty beat up. But they're supposed to run a grader on it. We'll see. That's what we'll we're see. Hearing. We're hearing rumors. And you know what rumors are. They're just so, bullshit stories. Knowing that that road can be a little bit of... I mean, yes. In an hour and 15 minutes, you can blast out and be in Truckee. If you forgot ice, you run out of ice. If you need medical attention, if you forgot... You know, if you, if your food attention. got stolen by a bear, I don't know. I, yeah. I, you know who knows what, but you you can you can make a relative, but it's still a two it's and a half not, hour it's round not trip. It's not a fifteen minute trip up the road to the no. market. No, you guys like most delivery. people are used to. So why? What are we saying? You really need to plan and pack accordingly. Correct. And how do you do that? How do you checklist, do that? Checklist, a checklist. Checklists. And I have a checklist in front of me that I've been. Woo-hoo. Using and evolving for for years, and it it's uh, it's got everything on it. Whether I'm I'm mainly, which I mainly do, only a couple times a year, I tent camp, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Barrett and and Rubicon, I tent camp typically. Right. We're we out on the trail, glamp. doozy. If we're doing doozy, we're always glamping. But we're glamp, and we set up a base camp. So I got the stuff for my my lands camper, and then. Uh, all the stuff, accoutrement that, that needs to be part of that, like, Correct. you know, putting water, propane tanks, That's basics, you know, stuff like that. Um, and then, and then I've got my, my media section here, which is, uh, you know, of course you gotta have the tunes. Absolutely. And I Speaker. bought one of those, uh, is it icon? What's it called? I got it from the Costco. Yeah, that big boom box. It, it oh, can go 100 yeah. hours. The battery in oh, it yeah, can go 100 hours. Bluetooth speaker with microphone. Uh, we, we've had some fun with that oh, thing. That yeah. thing's always, that's a staple in camp now. It helps with, with movie night too. You know, and then we do movie night. We hook that up to movie night. We got our, uh, cheap, uh, Amazon projector for right. like 60 bucks. Uh, that works great at night. It wouldn't work great during the day if you were doing a presentation to uh, the CEO of Cisco no. or uh, no. you know Apple or something. But uh, but at night playing uh, Super Troopers, uh, Caddyshack, hang a, hang a sheet from his Ferris Bueller's Day Off between trees. Uh, you know one of those movies. Uh, it works great. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Eddie Murphy Delirious. Maybe oh. I don't know. We got a few DVDs oh, in the yeah, camper. No doubt. Caddyshack. And then, uh, of course, you got the the chow uh, list, you know, oh, our, our food, which, yeah. um, you know, on big trips like this, we divide up the, we mm-hmm. make a menu, and then we divide up the shopping list between all the participants. That's correct. So everybody's got like 10 or so items to pick up. Right. And then all that uh, comes together at camp, and, and okay, hey, we know who brought XYZ for the dinner tonight. Get your shit out and, and if get they ready. forget to bring it, they get razzed. Oh, they don't come back. No, no. We Those had, people, we, we haven't talked year, to a few, few people in a back, while. Then wasn't yeah. somebody forgot to bring the corn. That's, yeah, that's right. Oh, man. Yeah. 
You got a list. You got no excuse. Make it happen. Pack your stuff up and get out. Uh, then, you know, the, the, <laughs> the cookware. So, you know, we use the Camp Chef stoves. We got the griddles, which I, I don't pull out a frying pan anymore out of my camper because you cook everything on the griddle. Well, when you're talking about the number of people that are in that group, you oh, need, it's you need, 20, it's, it's, 15, it's a, it's 20 people. We got we got 24 people line. coming up this year. Yeah, exactly. And this is this is uh, above and beyond the. This is a separate event from the regular Sierra Trek, but uh, yeah, no, you got to have your you got to be organized. The food thing is important, and. Uh, yeah, having the camp chef and being able to mass cook food in, in uh, quantity is And is don't important. forget about the pizza. And we had the pizza oven right. because we, we roll out some uh, pies during the uh, day for lunch. Bring uh, toppings and yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, everybody pulls out these crazy toppings and we make these pizzas in camp uh, and have a wild have a great meats. lunch. Um you know, and then uh, of course you got your uh, your your bath and personal I call it the bullshit bag. You know, that's got all your toothpaste and medicine and eye drops for mm-hmm. those uh, mornings that you wake up and your eyes are bloodshot. Never. Uh, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're off, your bug repellent. That's you know. all that's in the camper all the time. Well, though, I know, it? but the bullshit bag should have all that stuff. I, I could... I, 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 I could live out of my bullshit bag for a couple weeks easily. There you go. And, um, and then, you know, you got your uh, fishing gear. Yeah, I love to fish. Well, there's a lake right there, and the lake's right there Feet at Meadow Lake. So you know, you got your your all your gear, your tackle box, and all that good stuff, uh, poles, and uh, of course your fishing license because uh, you know California, they're they're right on you. Your fishing tax? Uh, there is a fishing tax I'm sh- that we pay for with our fishing license. It's this fishing tax. It's an expense. It's not a fee. Well, it's a tax. What is a license now? I I did it's sign like, up. Uh, it's over fifty. Have a uh, Lorenzo, the super producer, check out what the the. I think it's like forty six or forty eight bucks now for a ni- two thousand nineteen California fishing license. Um, I when I turned forty, I went ahead and pulled the trigger on a lifetime fishing license. And just said the hell with it. So, uh, uh, super producer. 4834. 4834. So, just shy of 50 bones to go catch fish in California legally. Annually. And then you got to pay extra for your salmon tag. Abalone is highly regulated. You pay oh, yeah. extra for that. Uh, second pole. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> it's rigged. Anyways. But yeah, make sure if you're if you're going to be up in Meadow Lake and you want to fish, make sure you have a fishing license. Yeah, fishing license is DFG, key. DFG has been known to show up. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then, you know, I got a list for the Jeep, uh, you know, toolboxes and spare parts and uh, all that good stuff for the Jeep. Uh, handheld uh, ham. Handheld you know, hand. radio. We like to have the handheld. I love, I love that when I'm wheeling. I got the mobile unit in uh, both the buggy and the Jeep, but the mobile unit's nice when you get out exactly. and That's you're directing why. people. Or if you break down and you need to hike. That's true. Yeah. You got to abandon your rig. You want to have your handheld with you, your HT. That's only if you have to drive a Toyota, though. Well, that's right. Well, that's, I think, Chiefs don't I think have to uh, worry Tyler about that talked about much. that on Snail Trail. <laughs> Shout out to Snail Trail 4x4. And then Tyler the most important section of this list, Chris, is the bar. Absolutely. You got to make sure your bar is fully stocked, right? Because uh, this is wheeling wine and whiskey. So, you know, <laughs> make sure you got your wine on there. You got your variety of uh, whiskeys, bourbons, scotches. And uh, most importantly is when you wake up in the morning, your uh, 
Bloody Marys or red beer. Got to have your Bloody Mary. You know, you got a little C minus, a little Coors Light. You pour a little Bloody Mary mix in there. Life is good, and you go out on the lake fishing. There you go. And uh, all is right with the world at that point in time. And that's on the day that you're not leaving camp. <laughs> right. You're just uh, And then that, that goes into the boat. You know, I've got one of those uh, poda boats yeah, that I boat. acquired. That's the folding boat, right? It is. I call it the SS Saran Wrap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I've seen these things and then, um, a good friend of mine, his, uh, his father-in-law, um, unfortunately suffered a massive heart attack and could not oh, use horrible. this anymore. And, uh, he thought of me cause we went out fishing and stuff before and, uh, he goes, uh, if anybody needs this boat, it's Jason. And I said, well, I, I appreciate you thinking of me and, uh. I gave him a fair price for it and a motor, a little five-horsepower motor, and this thing totally folds up like a surfboard. Yeah, I've seen it. A long surfboard. It fits inside my camper if I want it to. And then, um, uh, you know, it takes like, I don't know, eight, ten minutes to set up, and you are cruising across the lake at, uh, you know, a whopping 12 miles an hour. It's just like driving a Toyota. Uh, you know, you're not going for speed. You're you're just going for. Uh, it's nice. It's comfortable. It's got like built-in suspension because it's flexible. There you go. Um, but but nervous. it works great. And and that lake, Meadow Lake, you know, has a I think a five mile an hour speed limit. You know, you can't bring a ski boat or There's jet skis loss, or stuff. Yeah, anything. yeah. Nobody, nobody so I, maybe it's under ten. You know, no Probably wake basically. 10, so. We, uh, we just troll that lake, and we, we know that lake very well, and we know where to troll with some leaded line. Mostly on the far side. Well, maybe. I don't know. There's areas where the fish hang out in natural springs. But the maybe. dam, I will give out this tip. The dam is always good. And, and when we were up there in the winter, well, it wasn't winter. It was early June when we were <laughs> snowmobiling, and the frozen. ice was ice. The only water exposed on the lake was at one of the main natural springs um, right by the dam. And uh, I will tell you... Uh, uh, it, spill on a spill on a filling area? No, it's a natural spring that wells coming up. up. Yeah, that wells up, and that's why the ice was melted. Oh, no kidding. And uh, my buddy Tom and I suspected that for years, and sure enough, that was the area that was exposed first that's interesting. Uh, during the thaw. And um, it's, it's roughly about, I'd say, 30 yards from there's a yellow... Brightly painted yellow metal gate. Right. When you enter the dam from from the Meadow Lake Camp, there's right. a great little, you know, trail that goes over there. Uh, you would need four wheel drive to get over there. I, I, yeah, I guess you could do it. I do it in two wheel drive. But if it's a setup four wheel drive rig, you could do it in two wheel yeah, drive. That's pretty easy. You're not taking your Rav Four over there, I don't think, Tyler. Uh, but anyways, about thirty Probably. yards off that metal gate. Um, you throw your, your power bait in of choice, and, and I guarantee you're going to catch fish. Uh, that's my fishing tip for Meadow Lake. There you go. Free. Free. Um, yeah, so anyways, I've got a list that I've accumulated over the years just so I can double check and make sure I don't forget anything. But uh, Yeah, if you forget something, it's a long trip back if to you, civilization. Yeah, it is. And... And that's the key thing. So, if you take anything away from this, checklists. And I mean, build Jason's, some kind of checklist. I don't yeah. know. You could handwrite it. Jason's checklist is different than my checklist. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just I I generally write mine out and on a you know with 
his is printed out from a computer. Mine's it's just an Excel, Excel uh, simple Excel spreadsheet. But uh, yeah, I mean, with little check boxes. You know, and, I mean, little things when you're talking about the food. You know, kind of think about what you're doing when you're packing your meals. If you're making, um, I don't know. I mean, whatever it is, if you're making something that requires butter. Make sure you pack butter. If you're oh making, yeah, I mean, I've, I've uh, there's your pancakes big, in the morning. Right before butter, I start syrup. making checklists, I'd 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 forget things like butter or syrup or well, so or wait, cooking oil. I kind of reverse engineer it over the years. What I've learned is you make your menu of yeah, what right. you want to eat. So basically, it's breakfast and dinner that we deal with. Correct. Uh, lunch is is uh, you know simple sandwiches, whatever leftovers, chips, leftovers, chips pizza, whatever, whatever beer, beer. Jack, whatever you got laying around for lunch. Peanuts. Uh, you know, salami cheese, grubs. you know. Uh, but and then you reverse engineer it and say, okay, I'm going to have pancakes and bacon for breakfast on Monday. Okay, what great. What do I need for that? Oh, I need pancake mix. I need butter. I need syrup. I need bacon and Damn. lots of it. Well, if our friend Ira was there, we'd have about 18 pounds. Well, that's true. Per person. He is the most... Uh, uh, <laughs> Bacon fanatic that I know, yeah, biggest bacon fanatic. Bacon makes everything better. So, yeah, and and you just go through and write down, you know, your ingredients. And then there's other people that don't care, and they get, uh, you know, a package of hot dogs and buns and some Stag's chili and call it good, and that's fine, too. No, nothing. I don't care. It. You know, your top ramen, a lot of people do top ramen with a happy finish sauce. Uh, that's fine, too. I don't care. Uh, but but uh, you know, don't be bumming off us for uh, for Chow if you uh, didn't didn't uh, prepare. Exactly. No, we 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 feed everybody. We always have tons of food. Uh, we you know, if we got fifteen people coming up, we uh, we have enough food for twenty five <laughs> easily. God, I remember. I don't know how many. It was. I think it was twenty. Don't date yourself. Fourteen, maybe. And five years ago, I had Kevin with my middle yeah. kid. And we had that rib night, and that everything went over the handlebars, off the rails. I mean, it was like that was a heavy, heavy drinking night. Oh yeah, and I mean, it was well, we like, came back from the trail that night. We've been out on the trail all day, right? And it was so we, <laughs> so everybody's sitting in the campfire. The food's all out. Everything's been eaten. You know, there we have extra food all the time, and the number of racks of ribs that were still yeah. laying out uneaten was mind boggling. So my but, son, son, everybody was. Done. Pretty much hammered. Jay, uh, Kevin and I wandered over to the kitchen, the stadium kitchen, and we just started wrapping up all the all the meat and shoving it in everybody's refrigerators yeah. and campers because we had to put it away. Um, but there was easily, there must have been six racks. Oh, easily. Yeah. It was stupid. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, it was good. We ate them. Oh, absolutely. Good leftovers. Absolutely. But that's the, the point I'm making is there's always tons of food. Um, but, you know, again... Making sure you, like Jason says, re, you know, reverse engineer it. Yeah. Pancakes. If you're going to have filet mignon one night or you're going to have ribeyes, Ooh, nice. what do you need to go with that? Mushrooms. You're going to want pats of butter for there. You're going to want. And the $200 bottle of wine that cor- Chris brings. Coarse ground pepper. Coarse want- ground pepper. Look at you. Absolutely. Very specific. Oh, yeah. come on, dude. Really? And some uh, Himalayan sea salt on top. Himalayan sea salt. Ready. I don't know about that, but I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't, do, ah. I don't do much salt anymore. But, uh, you know, the baked potato, you got to have all the stuff that goes There's with salt it. salt and pepper on that. Sour cream, chives, chives bacon, bacon, cheddar bacon. cheese. Oh, God, I'm getting hungry Lots again. Lots extra bacon. So, just... Did I mention yeah. bacon? Bacon. 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 
Well, this, that's the leftover bacon. Well, there's probably no leftover bacon from breakfast if I was there. There's you know. there's usually no leftover bacon. <laughs> there's guy's- eggs. There's always eggs leftover, but there's never leftover bacon. And if it is leftover, it, it's not leftover long because uh, it gets used up at lunch. It gets used up at lunch. BLT with a bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich? Well, whatever. I, I, I do ham, turkey, <laughs> and if there's bacon left, I'll throw bacon on there. Absolutely. So, yeah. So you just want to kind of... Adapt it. Make sure the checklist is adapted to the way you camp. If right. You're, if you're tent camping, you obviously you want to make sure you have your tent, your sleeping bag, a cot if you use a cot, or a Air sleeping mattress, mattress or pump. a pump. Yeah, don't forget all those little things. Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, Tyler forgot to bring an air pump for his uh, air mattress last weekend when he yeah, was Yeah, how much did that cost in CO two to air that thing up? I was going to uh, ask him that. Tyler money it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I guess, uh, yeah, so CO2, I mean, it costs like 20-something bucks to fill up my my CO2 tank now. This lasts a pretty Which long isn't time. bad. It lasts a long time, but I, I wondered how much uh, volume that did. It had to be quite a bit. Well, that was quite the story Tyler told about that camping but, trip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was. That was good on old Snail Trail 4x4, Tyler and Jimmy. So, jet. Tanline Tyler. Tanline Tyler. Two valve Tyler. Two valve Tyler. What, we got to have something about his injectors. We do. I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. But just to wrap up the camping thing, so we actually at this event we bring the kitchen sink. We do. We actually have a kitchen sink that we bring uh, to wash dishes. And and here's the cool thing: we have a rule, a standing rule in camp. If you cook, you don't clean. If you don't cook, you clean. And everybody clamors to cook. Yeah, well, and there's some people that shouldn't cook. So we, we just, you know, they know it and they sit by the side. So we usually have, you know, people that volunteer to cook every night, which is good. And then there's uh, quite a few people that, that don't cook that are hanging out and drinking and waiting for food and eat. And so uh, we do. Um, and then pass out. We, no, yeah, that. <laughs> but uh, how do we go about uh, delineating who. Is going to clean, Chris. Do you, you remember that? The, poker the, chips. Yeah, poker chips. So we have blue and red poker chips in a bag. That's so right. however many people we need to do dishes, five, six people that night, we put, uh, you know, five or six blue poker chips, and then uh, the rest will be uh, red. So let's say there's 10 people that did not cook. Right. So there'll be 10 chips in the bag, six blue, four red, put it in a bag, randomly shake them up. Game of chance, pass it around to the people that didn't cook, and uh, you pull a blue chip, guess what? You better get your dish gloves on. Unless you got a kid with you, and then you say, hey, son, you're going to go do my dishes. Yeah, we've had a couple people pay (laughs) pay the kids off, right? Hey, I'll give you $10 if you do dishes tonight. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty funny. So uh so yeah we bring everything and the kitchen sink to these uh these big trips and uh it's a blast. It is an absolute blast. We eat well. Uh we drink very well and uh we sleep very well because we're we're comatose at that point but uh yeah <laughs> no, it's on. a lot of effort. Uh, you know there's times that I shake my head and go you know what just throwing a hot dog on a simple little little grill little hibachi uh yeah. Weber barbecue and and eating beans out of a can over the campfire is super simple but you know what we we do some pretty cool stuff oh, no, and no with doubt. It, and and by uh you know delegating out to the group everybody uh participates and helps out and there's there's people that need a little nudge you know because they don't know well, they don't know the how newbies. to cook or they don't know what to do but how do i help 
Exactly. They want to help, but if you give them something to do, then they'll they'll jump in and do it. And well, maybe maybe it's splitting wood when you bring all exactly the wood the you know for the wood for the campfire. I mean, Just uh, making a week a week of campfire is the way we campfire. It's you need a cord of wood pretty much at least know? at least. So, but, I mean, one of my guilty pleasures, and this is for camping, is. Uh, Chopping up a couple of hot dogs and throwing them in a in a pot with a, a can of baked beans. Oh, baked beans and, and hot dogs, yeah. Cooking it up and just that's, it's just like a s'more. I mean, it just says camping, right? That's what I. Do. I mean, one uh, one Simplicity. night this next week, I mean, that's all I'm going to eat. I'm just going to cut up some hot dogs, throw them in a in a pan. But you're going to have some gourmet wagyu oh, hot dogs or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you have a story about wagyu? I don't know. Do I? I don't know. Well, Wagyu, Wagyu beef, Wagyu beef, Wagyu is great. So, um, so there's a uh, American Wagyu and uh, the pure Japanese Wagyu, right? That's right. So, do you know about Wagyu? I do not. Do you Wagyu? I do. I, I do not. I mean, I know. I was at a restaurant this last week that had a Wagyu a Japanese Wagyu appetizer, three ounce uh, portion portion for a hundo, a C note. Yeah. That's the appetizer. Hundo for an appetizer for three ounce. For three, yeah, three ounce. Was it cooked or rare? Uh, you know what? I do not. Oh, we, you we didn't, didn't have it. it. Well, we, you saw the hundo and said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, well, ain't my, happening, my honey." That, yeah. <laughs> Love you, but not that much. Maybe a long time. <laughs> so, um, uh, not to get into great detail, but um, uh, the Japanese, the the pure Japanese wagyu. So it's all about marbling, right? You see a, a cut of beef. And it's the fat content and how it is. So if you got like big lines of fat in there, you know, that's not good. But if you got this really nice marbling, you know, Mm -hmm. so these these thin little fat lines running through your beef, that's your flavor. Right. Uh, Right. As you cook, that fat melts just like butter, Mm -hmm. just like bacon fat. Bacon. And marinates the beef and keeps it so moist while you're cooking it. Right. And adds to the, enhances the flavor tenfold, hundredfold. Is, is this something, you wouldn't do anything with this meat beyond that. What? You wouldn't, like. You put salt and pepper. Any good quality cut of steak, you put salt and pepper on. That's it. Maybe a little garlic uh, powder, garlic salt if you're you're Italian and you love the garlic. But uh, you don't go crazy. Montreal seasoning is like the craziest you'd get, which is good. It's got all that stuff in it, you know. I don't think I do it on a Wagyu. But no, not Wagyu. Any high quality that you're paying, you know, thirty plus dollars for, Wagyu is going to be just crazy. You know, you you could spend eighty dollars for a a Wagyu ribeye, personal portion. uh, You know, Jason, twelve, fourteen, sixteen. No, that's not my money. I've been fortunate to try it in the past when other people have been flipping the tab, but uh, there you go. Um, it is incredible. So the, the, the cows, the, the calves uh, that turn into cows are uh, live a very luxurious life. They they uh, luxurious in that they're fed the best grains, sake, Ooh. and they are massaged daily. If I knew how it was an end, I'd, I'd sign up for that. Exactly. <laughs> if I didn't know how you it was You come an end. back, your reincarnation, you want to come back as a Wagyu uh, a cow? Knowing that you're going to die. But so. you're going to have a damn good life getting massaged every day, drinking sake and eating the finest grains. Um, so uh, this this animal uh, lives in a pen. My cow. Does not run around. It does not develop mus- muscle tissue. No, uh. 
And so this fat... So is this like a veal? Well, veal is young, you know, cow, right? Young right. beef, a little calf. But you so know. Wagyu is not... So Wagyu is this... Oh, and, and now you're asking questions that Lorenzo is going to have to ask up. I don't know how old this cow is before it's harvested. Um, but it, it is... It, it lives a luxurious lifestyle as cows go other than not being able to free range and roam around the countryside. It, it, it's in a pen. So That's... if you're a total animal lover that people have problem with that. Uh, but my God is delicious oh, and it is a good. fine cut of beef. And if you ever have the opportunity, uh, do yourself a favor and, and at least try it. Um, especially if, if Chris is picking up the bill. Yeah, well, that appetizer hundo for uh, three ounces. Yeah. So, so um, you know, that's maybe. at a restaurant, but you could do you could do yourself. You know, you can get some stuff shipped to you online, or go to your I local high end butcher and and get some wagyu beef. No place. There's different categories of it too. There's American wagyu, which is less because I don't think it gets as pampered as the one in in Japan. But uh, happy endings. Yeah. No, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to know. Uh, anyway, so yeah. All right. I digress. Well, there you go. That's the Wagyu meat seminar. How do we for the get day. off on that tangent? Uh, well, we were talking about uh, well, fine eating, dining, eating, and you went camp, out to the kitchen sink. Yeah. Okay. So well, there you go. Yeah. So that uh, you know, kind of circling back. Uh, <laughs> we're circling, all right. Spiraling down the drain. <laughs> Not really, but uh, <laughs> you know, checklists. Checklist. Oh, back to the checklist. No, we're done. We we've killed the checklist. No, no, yeah. Just make sure you, you make a checklist. Checklist isn't for everybody, but I like them until you forget something. That's true. Like, God damn it! I got to drive an hour and a half. One and, way. and as I've gotten older, I tend to forget stuff, even though I've done this a hundred times. So the checklist is nice to remind me. Oh yeah, two important things. Make sure you fill your camper if you're a camper guy with water full. Oh, yeah, and make sure your propane tanks are full. Yeah. Absolutely. My last camping trip, one of my t- I ran out of propane. You did? Well, one of the tanks. That In the is- middle of the night, I woke up and I'm like, "Why is my refrigerator blinking?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> that ain't good. So, yeah, there's a anyway. lot going on. I mean, you know, the, the simplicity of a tent and a sleeping bag and a pillow um, is great, but the creature comforts, you know, comes with uh, some. Expense. Some issues. Yeah, expense. <laughs> but uh, some issues, too, that, you know, more complication. More money, more problems, right, more Chris? More money, more problems. It's a <laughs> big <know> production. <laughs> These, the, this trip is a big production. I'm not bringing my Jeep this year. Well, but it's I, our biggest trip of the year. I look is. forward to this it's, trip. It's, this is... this is Which is why you want it to be a week long. And I've said, I've said this to people because I do take uh, a, a bit of time off, you know, skiing and uh, stuff in the winter, snowmobiling, and then... Uh, of course, four wheeling in the summer, and um, this is the one trip. If if somebody said, "Hey, you only get one trip a year. What's your number one trip?" This is it. Yeah, going up there. I mean, this is this is the Shangri La. It's uh, God's country. Absolutely, and uh, love it. And there's so much to do up there. We 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 bring out everything, all the toys to play with, and uh, dirt bikes. It's a, it's a week long debauchery. Sides. We do a little skeet shooting. Skeet shooting. We go shooting one of, rifles Just an incredible and area and, yeah. we discovered uh, about 14 years ago that's over this cliff, and 
Uh, just, it's awesome. And you this never is, know what kind of weather you're going to get either. No, we, we, we've had, uh, quite the weather up there. Uh, Sierra, high Sierras, you never know what you're going to get. It, it, yeah, if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. Uh, remember that year with the ski, we were doing trap shooting and, and all hell broke loose? And the, what's that sound? It sounds like a freight train. <laughs> I said, it sounds like a freight train, but we're a long ways from the train tracks. And this is with hearing protection on, folks. And what was it? Hail. It was a hailstorm from hell. It was insane. It was so loud. You could see it coming at us because we were up on this ridge overlooking this this canyon. That's right. And we saw the dark cloud coming and, and tree limbs were snapping. Was, everything was getting macerated. I mean, it, was, it wasn't the golf ball size, but they were, they were uh, marble size plus... They were they were hail coming balls down with coming force, down a lot of force enough force that it was breaking tree limbs that Absolutely. I'd never seen before witnessed and we had an easy up and we started taking cover under the easy up well the easy up started busting up and people were diving under their rigs that's right and I mean we were we were laughing because it was just so crazy my son and I jumped into my jeep yeah you jumped I in had your the jeep. top on yeah I was afraid the top was gonna get ripped yeah I just had a bikini top I I <laughs> I was huddled under this easy up that was partly collapsed yep um and 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 everybody else was running under their rigs we'll have to figure out a way to post the pictures from that I have a video from that oh you do I do of the storm I don't think I have a video I have a video and I have pictures of your jeep with the snow snow or the, the hail that looked like it'd been it through looked a like yeah, everything turned white instantly and it rolled through I mean it literally rolled through in like six minutes yeah it was crazy it was fast. in and out it just was passing through so hard and fast. Then we were worried about what our. If then our, we, then we, yeah, we were worried about windshields and shit being broke and, and camper skylights and yeah. stuff. Yeah, but luckily it didn't hit main camp as hard. No, no, there was not definitely really. some some ice hit, there, but not they, as hard. Yeah, they had a little bit, but so you just don't be so be, kind of following back. It's be prepared for anything. A lot of public service announcements tonight. Be prepared Checklist, for anything: rain, thunder, snow, hail. It's true. You just don't know. It could I, be. It could be eighty-five. I've been up there. The first year I went, I uh, I woke up the first this the morning after I arrived. Everything I had brought up, all the water I brought up, was frozen solid because yeah. it was super cold. Yeah. And then I think a couple of years later, I had prepared. I came up and I was prepared for super cold weather and was like, it didn't below, get below fifty-five. Yeah. You yeah. just don't know. No, you don't. You don't. It's the Sierras, which so, is great. Absolutely. So. Anyway, it's like a box of chocolates. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. All right. So uh, next uh, next thing here. What uh, what else do we? Well, you know, I've got several things, but I got to I got to. Uh, this isn't my rant. I know you have a rant. Oh, to you're talk gonna about, rant. But, you're gonna double rant. But I just have to say, um, DMV Department of Motor Vehicles in California. Oh, everybody knows about this can bite my ass. <laughs> All right, here's my experience, right? You ready? Okay, ready. so anybody that lives in California knows... Uh, well, I guess it's a federal thing now, right? It's across the United States. Real you ID? need to have a real ID. Yeah. Okay? Because it's uh, the federal government doesn't recognize a California ID no. as a legitimate no. ID for air travel. Yeah, don't get me started on that. So, 2020... You're going to have to have a real ID or a passport Correct. to fly throughout the United States. Just to get on an airplane. Just to, to fly go down to LA. Exactly. Sucks. Or San Diego. Or Vegas. Or Vegas. Or SEMA is. That's right. SEMA in October. Anyway, so 
my license expired towards the end of May, and you know, I got the letter. As soon as I got the letter, I made an appointment online, the right. wonderful DMV California website, and uh, the earliest I could get it was almost you know three months. It was like two and a half months in advance. I had to make an appointment. Yeah, that's stupid. That right. Way. So I have my appointment for the fifteenth of May. May 15th, okay. 2019, I go down there with all the documentation that I need to prove that I am a U.S. citizen born and raised in San Jose, California. I got my passport, valid passport. Uh-huh. I've got my property tax. It shows that I pay the goddamn weather tax here in California. I've got a PG&E bill that says that I pay PG&E to put power to my house. Pacific gouge and extortion? Yeah. Exactly. I got the form filled out through the DMV website that, you know, says that I certify that I'm a U.S. citizen and living Uh at this address. Everything that they needed. Go into the DMV at my appointment time. Ten minutes before my appointment time. Walk in. Okay, here you go. Here's your number, you know, and you wait. and Wait, they gave you a number even though you had an appointment? Oh, yeah. You you go into a separate line for appointments, and then there was a non-appointment line. And I guarantee the non-appointment line was moving faster than the appointment line. But anyways, <laughs> that's here nor there. Perfect. So I literally wait 45 minutes for my number to get called. I have an appointment, mind you. Okay. Which doesn't really matter, apparently. No. 45 minutes later, boom, number's called. I go up to the window with my portfolio of documents which that should, the, the DMV needs to see. Which should all be the correct documents. Correct documents. And I hand it to this lovely lady. She was very nice, you know, and I understand they have a job to do. And <laughs> um, and here you go. You know, she's putting everything into the computer, you know, do the eye test. I didn't have to take a, uh, a written test to... To know that I know how to drive, uh, luckily. Because uh-huh. I don't know if I'd pass that nowadays because I have different rules that I follow. Anyways, so... Well, you don't drive a Prius. All this stuff's done. No, I don't drive a Prius. <laughs> Only Prius drivers should should be taking that drive. Anyways, Maybe. that's a whole other topic. But <laughs> so... Or Toyota drivers in general. Anyways, so wow. I go pass everything. She says, okay, um... All right, you know, you should receive your license, your real ID and driver's license in two to three weeks. I'm like, great. So that was May 15th. May 15th, 2019. Okay. What's the date today, Chris? Well, it is August 2nd? We're recording on Friday, August 2nd. August 2nd. Wow. I still do not have my real ID. Now, my now let's back up a little bit. June 15th. I received a letter in the mail saying that we need proof of your residency in did, San Jose, California. Did you already give them that? Already gave it to them. Two. But this letter could represent, because we sent it to you, you received it, you sign this letter and send it back, and you will, you, this will be your last documentation of residence. So I signed it. Uh-huh. That was June 15th. So I sent it back the 16th or 17th. So a month and a half ago. Okay. I sent it back to him. Still don't have a license in the mail. So I'm like, did it get ripped off out of the... I'm giving the benefit of the doubt to the DMV. I don't know why. I'm like, maybe it got ripped off out of my mailbox. Whatever. Uh Uh-huh. So I called DMV this week. I go, hi. Um, I was on hold for 18 minutes. That's not bad. A real live person that spoke English answered the phone, which was a huge bonus. 
and very nice, very bubbly personality. How may I help you, you know? And I said, okay, here's my situation. Rolled everything out that we just talked about. Oh, let me see what's going on. Um, oh, yeah, we have a problem here. Your passport. And she goes, oh, it's a U.S. passport. I don't understand why it's not going through. Your passport's not going through. I'm like, well, it's valid. Everything's the there. Am I on the no-fly list? What's going on here? It's not an expired passport. No, it's not expired. So so she she uh, says, I got to send you over to my supervisor. Supervisor gets on the phone. What and says, oh, want? yeah, we got a problem here. Uh, give me a few minutes to fix this up. Oh, my God. 12, 15 minutes later on hold, she comes back online. She goes, okay, you're good. You'll have a license in two to three weeks. She comes back and says, you're dead. So we will see if I have a license in two to three weeks here in California. If not, I'm moving to Nevada and getting my license there. And the DMV line in Nevada is two minutes long. I don't even think it's that long. So is your license ex- – is your No, current- my license – I have an extension through uh, mid-August. So it'll base- – and I told her, I said, hey, my license expires August 15th. Uh-huh. Am I going to have my li- – oh, yes, you will have your license by then. I guarantee it. I'm like, can I get that in writing? <laughs> yeah, they don't, yeah. They- so let's see. Let's see. To be continued. So today's the so you and by the fifteenth, sixteenth, you should. We'll see. Well, it's, you'll be you're going to be at Meadow Lake when all this. Well, goes hopefully, down. but uh, we'll see. All we'll right. see. Anyways, that's your rant. No, it's not a. Well, it could be a rant. I didn't get fired up about it. I tried uh, to stay calm, but well. uh, but uh, just something that occurred here that uh, you know just you want to get off your chest. It's bullshit. Well, everybody knows the DMV, the DMV is in California government sucks. is so unorganized. How come they don't have their shit together by now? Because it's a government agency. Yeah, but why Why is that? I don't get it. Anyways, all right, moving on. What do you got, Chris? You got anything over there? Maybe. What do you got? We may think it, but Chris is going to say it. You know what really bothers me? Here we go. Freaking tailgaters. Tailgaters. And you not see like Florida Gators. Him, no, not not tailgating at a goddamn football game or a hockey game or a baseball game. I'm talking about people because we drive. We've always talked. We're drivers. I want to talk about people that tailgate chronically, riding your ass on the road. Yep. And then and and I don't know if it happens in every state Sorry, in the. In, in the <laughs> I don't know if it happens in every state of the in the United States or every every country in the world. Oh, it does. But. If you're driving along the freeway and and you look at these people in the left lane, the far left lane, and that's the the fast lane, right? Right. And they're all going zippity doo dah speeds, and they're all riding each other's asses. But what's what's what? Sorry, Lorenzo. Um, but they're all looking right at the back end of the car in front of them. They're not looking in f- far ahead. Right. So, you know that traffic always compresses, right? And yeah, everybody slams on the at the same time. Everybody slams on the brakes and then you right. always have those cars that swerve off to the oh, side yeah, yeah. to avoid rear-ending yeah. the car in front of yeah. them. That's completely avoidable if you weren't fucking tailgating. Uh, the the three-second rule, right? Exactly. Which is quite... It doesn't sound like far distance, but it's a distance. It's a distance. If you count it off. And if you count it off... And if you're not just looking at the car directly in front of you, you're looking beyond that car. Or texting. Or texting. Or talking on your cell yeah, phone. Or, or putting your makeup or on. Putting your, or eating a bowl of cereal or drinking your or coffee. Or trying to figure out why your Toyota sputtering. But it's... I, I would... 
I wouldn't even hesitate to say. I think that probably 98% of accidents on the freeway could be avoided. Oh, God. All those. Or, and prevented if people didn't fucking tailgate. Every single day with no exaggeration, driving around the Bay Area, rear ender. Absolutely. I see it all the time. And I, I mean, I see it so much. And I drive a big rig. So if you rear end me, <laughs> it's, it's gonna not going to end well for you. I mean, I, if you hit me hard, obviously I might have some neck injuries or something, but uh, my F450 is not going to care if your freaking Hyundai Sonata runs into the back of me or Prius or Prius. But. Um, I'm always looking when traffic and I'm looking ahead and I'm up high. That's the advantage oh, of being up high. up high and you're looking at, you know, traffic. Right. And you can anticipate and slow down. Right. But I, when traffic stops for some stupid reason, because somebody's probably not merging properly. Right. <laughs> or, or merged without a signal or changing lanes. And I'm looking in my rear view mirror immediately to see if the right. jackass behind me is paying attention and not on their phone. Yeah, exactly. And this is this is and there's another part of this is that right, if go. you're if you're stuck behind a vehicle that you can't see around, whether it's a large SUV or a large like city van, or UPS whatever, truck, UPS motorhome, truck, whatever, semi truck, do not depend on that person to 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 let you know that there there's traffic in front of them. I if I can't see around a vehicle or through a vehicle, I I back off quite a bit or yeah. I pass them. Give yourself room. If I seriously But you know what? You give yourself room and guess what? Somebody, somebody pulls in well, front that, of you. That's why I generally pass. Yeah. I will go and pass that vehicle because yeah. I I as a is a driver, I need to be able to see far ahead so I can anticipate what's going on, especially when we're traveling with our with our full loads. Oh, if you're if you're towing, that's a whole other aspect yeah, the and camper, that's a good point. truck trailer, the whole So deal. this rant's turning into an educational rant. Well, it is, and it, it is, but <laughs> but it, it just just stop tailgating, people. I yeah. mean, goddamn, really? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. again, we could eliminate ninety eight percent of the problems if you just stop doing that. Yeah. And there are people that do it just because they don't. I don't know. They don't know they any don't better. Know. They don't care. They don't. They don't Whatever. Know. It's just stop doing merging it. tailgating. I'm I'm there with you. Okay, that's, I'm picking up what rant. you're putting down. That's my rant. That's good for what it's that's worth. Good. What do you think, Lorenzo? Yeah. Yeah, he's giving the nod. I think he might be coming down. A little, a little shake of the tail there. <laughs> um, so did you have anything uh, from Ultra 4 to talk about? I do. Um, well, we, our next race. So our next race is uh, Crandon. Where the hell's that? <laughs> Crandon Off-Road Raceway. And it's Labor Day weekend. So the Ultra nice. 4 battle at the big house. So there's nothing before then? No. Wow. Not till September. I mean, we're August now. I mean, they, you know, they, wow. they've, and they added the San Felipe Baja this right, year. Right, I mean, right, they added right. stuff. Well, they, they just came um, back from Kentucky. So this is, this is, uh, it says the 50th. I, they must be celebrating the big house, uh, uh, Crandon Speedway, the 50th, because I know this isn't the 50th anniversary, but, uh, it's in Wisconsin, Crandon, Wisconsin. Never been. Home of, uh, cheese, right? Cheddar and, cheese, and the Green Bay Packers, and Green Bay Packers. Those are some serious football fans. <laughs> they yeah. are hardcore. They they don't mind. You the look cold up, weather. you look up, <laughs> hardcore football fan, and you're going to see a picture of a Green Bay Packers fan. Anybody, and I'm not even a, a football fan, but anybody can sit in a stadium that's twenty below zero with a cheese thing on their head. Yeah, cheese they head. Win. They win. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
this is a cool race. I've known uh, a few people that have gone out there personally that have, have loved it. Uh, it's quite a haul for us out in Cali here, but uh, just a bit. But there, there it is, Crandon, and then uh, you know after that's Ridgecrest, which uh, we talked about, and I'm I'm hoping to get down there for that. Yeah. That's on the calendar. So if uh, the stars align, we'll be at that. But anyway, so, uh, you know, you look online, uh, the gram and uh, Facebook and stuff, the, those guys are getting ready for that race. So, Perfect. Um, so that's the Ultra 4 update since we are the uh, Ultra 4 webcast here. There podcast. Podcast, I should podcast. say. Podcast. Let's talk about uh, Toyotas for a second. I know this isn't the Toyota podcast, no. but I, I got I got enthralled with uh, Tyler's rebuild, and he talked about it on the Snail Trail podcast, and Jimmy. He did. Uh, he's had quite the saga, and I, I feel for him because uh, we've all been there trying to get, you know, you're trying to do modica- modifications to your rig. Or repairs. Repairs, maintenance, mm-hmm. and some stupid little parts holding you up, some stupid little wires, some something... Gasket. That's driving you batty, and we've all been there that have been four-wheeling and uh, working on your rig, and, uh, you know, you're, if you don't work on your rig, your mechanics have been there, and that's why sometimes you pay the high bills because of the diagnostic fee. What, but, what do the mechanics call that check engine light? They call it the money light. The money light. The money light <laughs> came on, exactly. So, uh, this... A week ago, well, past Sunday, so uh, five days ago, six days ago, uh, I was up at our, our mutual friend's house where Tyler's uh, uh, Yoda was uh, living in the garage um, apart, and they were putting everything back together. New cam, totally redone head, valve job. Right. I mean, you know, extra squirrel power. Extra, well, it should run really good once Exactly. Space. So I was there for the... Uh, the the, the initial start and it started and sounded pretty good you know timing wasn't 100% correct but it was there uh-huh. like okay well then we had a, a water leak fix that real quick we had a fuel leak fix that <laughs> those are bad and then especially in Toyota's they yeah, in the flames yeah well, I, I yeah they don't well they got like a four or five gallon tank in those things oh, they hardly use I, any fuel I, I seem to notice most barbecues I see on the side of the road are usually Toyota's really Toyota Corolla. That's an interesting uh, fact. Well, I know what was the uh, the Ford Pinto was, well, was known for a, blowing up. That was with the gas tank re- in the back. Yeah, that's because he got rear-ended. Some, yeah, the, there's the something gas there. Tank yeah, and splash. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad deal. Did but, the uh, is that what they uh, drove in uh, Wayne's World too with the uh, licorice no, no, dispenser? No, no, that was a Gremlin. Oh, that was a Gremlin. That's right. The gremlin with the licorice dispenser. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that. Or a pacer. The pacer. The AMC pacer. Might have been a pacer. No. Was it? I don't know. We have to watch the movie. Oh, Lorenzo, get on that. We gotta we gotta get some uh, homework on that. But anyway, so uh so I was up there and um I glad I'm glad it wasn't my rig, uh, but uh, you know it's it's fun trying to diagnose and and uh, some very intelligent people standing around this Toyota trying to figure out what's going on. It's a pacer. It is a pacer. AMC pacer. Yes, sir. Right, AMC pacer. So that's where I got the AMC. See, my mind was working. Um, <laughs> pacer from Wayne's World. Wow. Wouldn't that be cool if somebody like lifts and puts a four wheel drive and runs that through the uh, Rubicon? I'm That'd sure be it's, awesome. I'm sure, it's been done. Got to do it. That'd be something for dirt every day or something to do. Right there, you go. 
Anyway, so uh, I felt felt bad for Tyler. Uh, one that he owns a Toyota, two that it didn't run, and and three all the modifications did not work. So uh, just you know, process of elimination. Um, he's on the home stretch now, and uh, I, I it may be running at this point in time. I, I haven't heard from him, but I know he was uh, uh, one cold start injector away from this thing uh, running good. Yeah. So. Um, he he should have it at Trek. That that will be awesome, and he's going to have like thirty more horsepower than he's ever had before, which is going to be great. So forty horsepower. Uh, forty two, I think, is what it's going to be. Forty two. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Anyways, no, we bag on the Toyota boys, but uh, I did. I honestly felt bad uh, for the for the the young man that. Uh, you know, totally dejected. I've been there several times, more times than I care to admit, of some stupid little thing that you overlook or didn't know about. It's just a wire. Whatever. It was a myriad of, of crap. And uh, But, you, you know, you, 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 one thing that I've learned of working on my rigs over the years, and you get tired, hungry, frustrated, shit ain't working out. Close the garage door. Step away. Step away. Maybe pour yourself a, a three or four fingers of bourbon and yeah. just just chill out. Yeah. No, and you- and tackle it the next morning because you're going to think about it with more clarity the next day. Absolutely. And and have a better approach and go. Oh, it was that ground wire. Oh, it was this simple little thing that I am looking more in depth than I need to be looking at. Exactly. Uh, so. I've learned that that and also the other other thing that I've learned in my my years of working on rigs is before when I was young, I would like if I had to get to something, I would take the least amount of things apart to get to it. Right. You're just Uh minimalistic approach. Sure. I only want to you know, I got to get to this part or whatever. I'm only going to take this. But if I removed these other parts that might be more complicated or this wiring harness or whatever it may be. Uh, it would make life a lot easier. I've learned to take that extra time and remove the extra parts. Label. Label. Mark. Uh, you know, sir, uh, take pictures. Ziploc bags are my friends. Yep. I label those, put bolts and nuts in them. Uh, you know, that blue tape, labeling that, labeling right. wire and stuff. And, and, uh, Tyler did that on his rig. Um, and pictures are huge. And, you know, with the oh. stupid smartphones, with oh, yeah, the video, yeah, yeah. I'll take video stuff and everything. And if you don't need it, you delete it after you got yeah, everything back no. together and running. Absolutely. It's no. invaluable. Just take pictures so of everything. So there's, there's a go. good tip. If you take anything away from the podcast, there you go. That's that's my million dollar uh, A point of the evening. There you go. <laughs> All right. So... Anyways, hopefully, Tyler, we see you up at Sierra Trek with your uh, your Yoda, your rolling uh, ham station. Rolling ham station. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Hey, so we heard from, uh, we actually got some emails. We did. We got some emails. So you want to talk about that, Chris? What was your reaction to uh, one of the emails that we received? <laughs> so we, this is, this was really good. I, I was, I, you know, this, I'm trying to find it here. This is the, uh, Timmy, 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 Timmy uh, AKA the Sherpa Sherpa. I didn't know how to react. Uh, when I first got this email, I'm like, what's this guy? What is this guy trying to incite? <laughs> I was, <laughs> I, I read it 
early morning, and I was laughing. I damn near spit out my <laughs> coffee when I was going through this. I, I, it was hysterical. I, I didn't know this guy. You didn't know this guy. Nope. But I instantly was like, okay, this guy is part of the wheeling. He's a wheeler. Wine and whiskey podcast because uh, he is sarcastic as hell. Absolutely. And he, he's not afraid to throw out the punches, which uh, I respect it. I want to meet him. And he, uh, I guess he's been emailing uh, Jimmy and Tyler over there at uh, Snail Trail for a while, and he he's the one that came up with the the Tay uh, Tay, you know, and 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 some of that stuff. J squared uh, or whatever. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty cool to to start you know seeing uh, comments coming in. It's like a it's like a a family developing, you know, if you will, of, of uh, a dis- dysfunctional family, a dysfunctional family, a very for dysfunctional sure. family. Um, <laughs> but to, to do the back and forth, and we've we've I responded, and Jay, I know I actually haven't responded. You to haven't him responded yet. to him. Jay, I responded, responded. I responded, uh, and it was great. And I I uh, it was awesome. Uh, you know, he called us the Booze Brothers. The Booze. I like that. That's you pretty know? cool. That is a good good reference there, and. Uh, you know, he he talks about uh, you know he wants to hear about some Japanese whiskey, which I I sent you on a mission to get I'm, some Japanese whiskey. Yeah, and you you well, failed us. I'm going to bring some of the Sierra Trek. You came back with uh, a Sauvignon Blanc, aka well, Basil well, Hayden, gonna, which was change, good. We're going to change that up, but we need to take the training wheels off, Chris. We need we're to get change you. That uh, up. Well, I mean, this stuff we drank tonight was pretty. Yeah, uh, so we're going to talk about uh, a new one tonight. That's uh, well, my new favorite in the clubhouse. Well, I'll say at this moment. Off, let's hold off for a moment. Okay. Let's give a shout out to Scott Maddox also. Scott. Uh, he had he, a nice email. He did. He did. He's uh, that brought Scott, some levity uh, in my a day. relatively local guy. He lives, in, I guess, in the Sacramento area and uh, drives a 2014 JK. There you go. And he likes to do some of the trails up in the high Sierras like we do. And it looks like he likes to, you know. He listens to a lot of podcasts. Listens to a lot of podcasts on his uh, community. He likes wine. Well, there you go. So, I really yeah. like him. So hopefully we'll be able to run into Scott on the trail somewhere at some point. Scott, look for us at Trek if you're going to be there. Uh, if not, get in contact with us. We're Well, I go wheeling. We're going to try and get Chris I'm out gonna, wheeling. I'm start wheeling. I he's just, a great right seat. I'm just getting to the point where I'm going to just run the shit till it breaks. He's, he's, he should. He should. So, so, so let's just talk about, uh, let's talk about booze. Booze. Since we're the Booze Brothers. The Booze Thank Brothers. Thank you, Sherpa. What do you, what do you got? Um, out in Florida. Out in Florida. Hardly local. Well, he used to be local. Apparently, he's uh, born and raised in uh, Placerville. Wow. Which is a great town. Love Placerville. I'd rather be in Placerville than Florida. Heck, yeah. So, just Anyways. Saying. All right. So, um, what are we drinking tonight there, Chris? Do you know about that? I, I don't I, know I, a lot I, I about You this. introduced me this to me. I'm trying to broaden your, your horizon here. So it's it's called Michter's. Michter's. And Michter's does a lot of different um, whiskeys. Yeah, they apparently have quite a quite a selection. But this is the uh, unblended American whiskey. Right. And, and what's uh, that mean? It means... Uh, it's unblended. It's unblended. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's I don't it's so, so it's not it's say, not a, it's not me, a single me, barrel. I mean it's No, give me give me your uh your impressions of that whiskey when you first tried it tonight. It was smooth. 
Okay. Um, and we, so we drank it the way we typically drink it. We had, a, uh, one rock, um, big rock, one, one big rock, golf ball size rock. Um, and, uh, my first, uh, impression sip on it was, uh, it was very smooth. It was, uh, uh, very mellow. Um, not, it was, I don't even know without even getting into all the flavor profiles. It just, to me, it was very drinkable, very, uh-huh. um, Nothing that really bit me or anything it was good. <laughs> it was very good. You know, I don't know. I'm Lorenzo's not in his head. He agrees with you. It is a smooth whiskey. So it is unblended. And it's aged in used oak. That's so right. it doesn't impart a ton of oak to uh, to the whiskey. Which is why it's a whiskey. And, uh, and it's not a bourbon. It's not fifty one over fifty one percent corn, and I guess they keep the uh, the recipe pretty close to their uh, their hearts there. So, uh, oh, that's uh, uh, but trade, that's okay. Trade, trade long, if I don't care as long as you're producing uh, something good, consistently uh, good product. Yeah, I don't well. I don't care how you get there. Um, definitely some butterscotch going on with this. I'm, I'm going to go with butterscotch uh, for five hundred, Bob, and. Um, you know, vanilla, vanilla cream. And that's what's yeah. interesting to me because usually you get a lot of, you know, from the wine, my winemaking uh, experience, my little bit of winemaking experience. Um, Just a little bit. Uh, American oak imparts vanilla flavors. Okay. And especially on bourbon. And uh, and you get that with this. And apparently those are aged, um, you know, used oak barrels that, after three years, they don't impart a whole lot of flavors anymore. Um, and there's a little pepper on the back of the palate, which is nice. So it's like you like you say it's smooth, but and you got that that butterscotch vanilla, and then that that last little finish has got a little little hint of, of pepper, which is just lets you know it's that a, it's it's very very faint. Yeah, but it's not. It's it's good. I'm there. I'm a trained palate. See, no, you gotta you gotta gotta get to that. That uh, whatever. If you taste it, it's in there, no, except it's, for it's, peppermint it's, and no, uh, that, and cinnamon fireball schnapps or whatever. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, so uh, we'll post a picture like we normally do. What's the alcohol content on that bad boy? What's the proof there, Chris? Why don't you reach over and grab that uh, bottle and pour yourself a little more while you're at it and uh, see what that says. What's what's the proof on that? Eighty three point four. Proof and forty one point seven okay percent so alcohol by volume. It's not crazy hot. Um, it's 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 right there. So um, check it out. It's a cool label. Michter's American small batch American small batch whiskey. American whiskey, and they make a lot of different varietals. But this is the one that I wanted to try. Uh, I've been following some some whiskey guys on the gram and. Uh, and he posted this up, and then I saw it in the store, and I'm like, hmm, I got to try that. 38 bucks. 38 huh? 38 So that's a very reasonable price for a, a bottle of whiskey, in my opinion. Perfect. And um, I, I'm I'm putting it next there to Old Elk. I want to do a side-by-side. Okay. Maybe I'll do a side-by-side later tonight and just see, just to verify. Well, I won't be here for that. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's a good that's a good one. Very good choice. It's very uh, tasty. We've had, uh, since we started this podcast, we've enjoyed quite a few different uh, adult beverages. Um, definitely broadening broadening my palate as yeah, far as... Yeah, you're getting uh, introduced to all these crazy, uh, uh, you know, 
Never really Bourbons, been. Bourbons, whiskeys, I mean, learning whiskey, what a bourbon is. Oh, absolutely. Learning a lot, tasting a lot of new stuff. Learning what a double cardan joint is. <laughs> and who made it and who invented it. And, uh, yeah, so cool stuff. Um, I don't really have anything else. You don't have anything else? No. I don't have anything else either. Well, there you go. Oh, we do need to go. <laughs> we, we need to, Whoa, 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 whoa. Pump your brakes. Oh. How do you, you get, get a, how do you get a hold of us? I don't know. Well, hey, people have been getting a hold of us. Well, they have. So let's uh let's just uh, log on to the old uh, interweb there at www.wheelingwineandwhiskey.com. That's our website. And that will direct you to your uh, favorite podcast medium or uh and and my bio who I've sent, why is that not up yet? I don't know. I sent my bio. I don't know. We got, Lorenzo, get on that crap right now. Get off your ass. Start blinking. Lorenzo, I think he's coming down. I don't know. I think he is. He's 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 had a long you, week. You come to work all hopped up, Lorenzo. Again. How much know. are we paying him? Hey and hay. Okay, it's just hay. All right. So uh, if if uh, you know the Sherpa wants to email us again, send it to Chris at wheelingwineandwhiskey dot com. Perfect. Uh, if Scott wants to email us again, uh, <laughs> Jason at wheelingwineandwhiskey.com. dot com. Perfect. Scott was a very nice uh, email to get from you, and um, uh, we're on the gram. The gram, all yep. spelled out, no spaces. Wheeling wine and whiskey. Uh, we we've got a few more followers this week. I'll be posting some more photos this week, and um, our next podcast, Chris, is going to be from where? Our remote studio at Meadow Lake. At remote Sierra studio in God's country at Meadow Lake. Looking forward to that, my friend. It's going to be freaking epic. Yes. And with that, we are out. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.